Hello and welcome, esteemed gamers, friends, listeners. It is Leighton here from Leighton Night with Brian Wecht, and I just wanted to tell you that if you're looking to get even more podcast goodness to put in your face, then we've got just the thing for you, which is the official Leighton Night Patreon. We have several tiers where you can get access to recommendation lists for every episode, listen to Patreon-exclusive minisodes, get into the super awesome fan Discord, and watch videos like Brian's songwriting process for jingles on the show, or me taking apart and cleaning my mechanical keyboards. It's really fun and cool, and we super appreciate your support. It's neat. We would love to see you there. Without any further ado, here's the episode. Enjoy. Love you. Bye. So terrible news. Brian's dead. Don, don, don. And we all are here for the funeral. It's only four of us. He was not loved. There's a- <laughs> <laughs> this is what he would have wanted. His whole goal was to annoy everybody, and he did. So rest in piss. He got the gush, right? <laughs> he got the gush. Have you heard of the gush? The gushy gushy? What's the gush? It's from a YouTube video, but a- Jesus Christ. It was, it, it, it was this fake documentary about porn stars who couldn't. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm opening the <laughs> yes. fucking podcast up to this one. But so it's a, it's, it's, you've been off of the internet for a long time. It's a Why YouTube video about like porn stars who can't stop coming, but it's done comedically. <laughs> Can I get that clean one more time, Vernon? Brian died of the gush. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So fuck. I thought okay. it might be nice for all of us to go in a circle and share some nice memories about Brian to remember him. Listeners, I just gave like a a, a whisper silence. So 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 it could be like we have a nice silence when I ask for nice stories about Brian, but you know. Joking post, fuck it. See, see, Brian doesn't even have to be here to put you in your corner. I, yeah, dude, I, I'm like, <laughs> he's doing from beyond the grave. God, he's so good at that. I went to New York for like the first time as an adult. Really? That was fun. Did a so, did you go spot. to do a guest? I did a little guest spot at Somewhere NYC. Very confusing name. Wait, where in NYC? It's called Somewhere NYC. Oh, it's in, in NYC? it's in Bushwick. Oh, cool. It's technically in Queens, but it's like touching Bushwick a little bit. So I was in Bushwick with my friend Emil. And it was very nice, very walkable city. You know, I think we should do that in LA. You know, I, the public transportation, you know, the, the traffic. NYC and like LA, it's just, you know, and the we're just it's walking <laughs> and driving, you know. And the, it's the neighborhoods, you know, like mm-hmm. slight. Mm-hmm. Tacos. It's, it's the attitudes, the, the people, the you know, people, there's just a different yeah. energy. Man. The just, city really plays like, a character like a vibe. Uh-huh. in the story, the, right? The, yeah. It's like the city is the story, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. Like... <laughs> <laughs> You're like a real New Yorker now. You fucking fold your pizza now. Oh my God. People were very mean to me when I tried to order bagels because there was a confusing way to order bagels where it's like you go up you order your bagel and they give you a ticket, but then you wait to pay until you have your bagel. And I'm like, I could oh, be yeah. paying right now and then I could just get my bagel and go. But instead, we're all kind of grouped up waiting to pay and then you have to fumble through paying. It felt like the wrong way to do it, but I was also scolded for it. That's the wrong way to do it, for sure. Yeah. What kind of bagel were you getting? I went to this one place called Knickerbocker Bagel. Yes, On Knickerbocker it. Street. Love it. And I got usually a poppy. I got a little cucumber dill schmear. Wait, you order your bagel and then you pay there. Yeah, but you have to like wait to pay until they finish making your food. Right. And I was like, I could just go and pay 
right now. Yeah. I don't understand. That was what was confusing to me. Mario's in Glendale does that. Wrong. <laughs> Disagree. Savages. <laughs> it's, no, it's stressful because like I don't feel okay until I've like either ordered my food and paid for it at a place. Like I'm not going to settle until it's in and then I'm just waiting for them to say the fake name that I give at a place. So You give a fake name at a place? Yeah, my name's Amy. Wait, actually? Yeah. Is it because people can't spell Layton or don't know what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, it's because I don't want to deal with it and I'm a mumbler and I like swallow the glottal stop in Layton so they like never... <laughs> God, you're always swallowing those glottal stops. Well, yeah, man. no, that's why it's funny because Audrey is like, Layton, Layton's oh. here. <laughs> but Amy is easier. Instead of the step-by-step thing of me saying it's for Layton, it's for L-E-I-G-H and then whoever, if it's a different person reading it, then they're like, an order for... Uh, so Amy, easy. Can't fuck it up. Easy to hear the hard A cuts through the din of... Uh, is that your middle name? Do you think it's my middle name? You look like Amy. You look like an Amy Gray. Oh, that hurts. Um, <laughs> Amy Gray? That sounds like a murder victim. <laughs> Speaking of rest in peace... No, my middle name's Elizabeth, which is an even, even more basic white girl name. I love that acronym, though. Hitting him with that leg. <laughs> Stop! No! I thought I was past this period of my life. Don't expose me for this. My <sighs> Leg night with Brian Wecht. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Late Night. We're bringing back bullying. <laughs> bullying actually good. See, Brian would love for all of us to be talking about bullying. How about bullying is great. Well, is maybe, maybe that's like the, maybe that's the thing about this is that we're like talking about all the cool stuff that Brian would have enjoyed like discussing with us just without him. Who's your favorite classical composer? Everybody. Who's your favorite mathematician that nobody's ever heard? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who, wait, who's, who's the one that he hates a lot? Schmertz Dweller. <laughs> you know, oh of the Schmertz Dweller constant. That thing in physics. We could just start like physics beeps without <laughs> Brian here and just have like have to deal with it later. Yeah, yeah. Would anybody like to just say something confidently wrong about math or physics? I don't know enough about it yeah, to even say I. what's I wrong. <laughs> All I know is that Brian has told me so many times how easily he could beat Neil deGrasse Tyson in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he have like two feet on him? Everybody like spiritually has two feet on him. Brian brought that up too. He's like, yeah, I know Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's got like the length advantage. But if I get under that and I can really be aggressive, I think I can knock him up with a couple uppercuts before he gets the chance to. (laughs) He said this to me. Were you guys not there when he said that? You know, Brian is really passionate about um, boxing. That's (laughs) the thing that he's super into. Yeah. He was like, dude, like I could fucking knock Neil deGrasse Tyson out. (laughs) Do you think that, like, Brian would accept a tweet battle between him and Neil? He, he told me he, he didn't want to, like, solve it over the internet mm. is the thing. Mm-hmm. He, he said he wanted to solve it in the parking lot. He heard Neil deGrasse Tyson's been talking a lot of shit. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. Creative Clash 2.0. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, should we have, like, a YouTuber bout between Brian and Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> <laughs> can, wait, can, we, can we talk about Creator Clash? Oh, yes. What is that? It was a boxing event put on by um, Ian Idubs and his girlfriend Anissa and Real Good Touring, which was just a bunch of YouTubers wailing on each other. Oh. And I guess it was like different from any other like YouTube boxing promotion because like, I don't know, there was no like fake beef. Like it was just like, look at all these people jumping into the ring and trying their hardest. And learning how to box. Like I think there was a lot of emphasis on all of them training and getting into it and being kind of like 
new to the whole deal? Yeah, they just reached out to a lot of people who didn't know how to box. And they're like, hey, like you have like six to eight months to learn how to box. And so does the other guy. Like, do you want to say yes to this and then like work out a bunch and step in the ring? That's baffling to me. I didn't realize just like how much of it I would see. I used to box in college and it was like something I like, I don't know, I, I, I really, really enjoyed. And then time passes, I didn't really have anyone to work out with. So I just stopped boxing. And then, you know, pandemic happens, you build a boxing gym in your garage. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> Sweaty and bloody. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of free time. You build a garage. You build a garage? You build a gym in your garage. Thank you. And then you get dinner with Aaron one day and he's like, oh, I signed up to like box a large man. (laughs) (laughs) And then like pretty quickly, we just started working out like six days a week with each other. Um, Yeah, dude, I'm feeling fucking zooted off of that protein powder. God. But uh, yeah, yeah, Creator Clash happened and then I feel very grateful for it because like it sort of like kickstarted the next chapter in my fitness journey where now I like work out six days a week. (laughs) Drink my fucking green smoothies in the morning oh and God. hope that that solves depression. Will you teach me how to work out? Yeah, I don't dude. know how to move my body Allison, correctly. that's his activation phrase. Don't <laughs> yeah. say that. No, like, like what I found out from Creator Clash was it is just my dream for someone to come up to me and be like, I got a fight coming up. Who's going to train me? <laughs> like that is my sleeper cell activation phrase. <laughs> Let's learn how to punch, man. Yeah, so people who watch Creator Clash, you might have seen Vernon in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's like one or two shots. And like I was one of Aaron's corner men. It just boiled down to me holding a bucket. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> like just holding a bucket uh, like in the corner and just waiting but um, Brent gave me like just really cheap jewelry with like a boxing glove on it. Like it's just very out of character for me that I'm just like standing behind Aaron as he steps into the ring, just flexing every muscle that I can. So I lo- <laughs> so I just like look buff on camera. <laughs> and then I have like a gold boxing <laughs> necklace on too. <laughs> you should get an earring. Wow. Oh my I God. Think you would rock like a nose ring, I think. Oh, a nose ring? Oh my God. Claire's trip. Uh, oh, follower yes. goal for Claire's trip yes. to get the girlies their piercings. <laughs> I got pierced at Claire's at 19. Wow. Wow. It was great. Just an adult man? Question mark? (laughs) Um, And then then your girl from Claire's. My neighbor got her septum piercing in middle school. (gasps) And she had to take our yearbook photos. And they photoshopped it out of her yearbook photo. Oh my God. She was mad. Wow. Yeah, I remember my high school senior picture. First of all, they didn't say like, hey, wear a shirt because we're going to make you put on a different shirt. And so I wore a dress and they were like, well, you shouldn't have done that because you have to put on this special shirt. And so I had to like go into the bathroom already feeling like shit about my, you know, just 18 year old face or whatever. And like have my dress like tied around my waist with this stupid shirt with an open back on because they were just like, oh, we'll put it on top of everybody's shirts. So it wasn't even a real shirt. And I get the pictures back and they Photoshop the fuck out of my face. Like it's all smooth. And it's like, I know I had acne, but I didn't ask you oh. to do that. I thought I looked good. <laughs> oh my God. It was the exact same thing from my senior photo. They'd just take a tuxedo like print and then just lay it over your chest. <laughs> I don't know, I sort of vividly remember that day because it was like one of the hottest days of the year. And I'm just like sitting outside waiting for my turn to get the picture taken. And like by then all the blood is drained from my face. And now my senior photo in my yearbook, I looked at it recently. It's just like, oh, I guess a vampire. 
showed up just super pale. Oh, oh well, and it matches with the, when I was a young boy, my father <laughs> took me into the city <laughs> to see a marching band. Wait, you guys didn't get to take your own senior photos? No. No, what? what? You, got, you got to take your own? I got to, yeah. Wait, what was in your senior photo? Well, we all got ours like professionally shot. We could do whatever we want. And I did mine in a pool. Like I was sitting in a pool, like at a table with like a mug that says, I love my dad. <laughs> <laughs> do you have this photo? Yeah, it's on my Facebook. Yeah, you somewhere. better deliver. I will show you. We're podcasting. Yeah. I, I feel like officially, welcome to Late Night with Out. Allison, chair without Brian Wet. That's a much better way of it. Welcome to Late Night without Brian Wet. <laughs> <laughs> like, just. Every time I've been on late night, like every muscle has been tensed in my body because like Brian was there. And it's really cool to like be here like with the inmates running the asylum. Like yes. just like cutting loose. Yeah, it's only half the muscles in your body are tensed. <laughs> Dad's not here, man. We're just having a blast. Yeah, so welcome. This is the podcast of the people. <laughs> We've unionized. We've seized the means of production and we don't have to sit through 10 minutes of a What's Poppin' introduction. Oh, and we can God. talk about whatever we want. I know that there's liquor in the cabinet and we can order a pizza and we can play truth or dare and it's going to be so much fun and we can have a pillow fight. I'm going to put water in the vodka once we drink all of it. Haha, <laughs> yeah. They'll never know. I don't know that water won't freeze and so if they keep their vodka in the freezer, we're fucked. <laughs> oh. Oh, welcome. We're here. We are here in Jarek's beautiful home. Thank you. Loving Thank it. You. Physically, and we can all see each other's feet. <laughs> 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 yeah, Jerick, Jerick has a shoes off home, you freak. Got the slides on. Oh, you, mm. know. you know, I'm not going to act like I didn't just do this bit before we walked in here. But when people go over to Quentin Tarantino's house, do you think that like he really insists they take their shoes off? <laughs> I would like to think so. I saw a video of someone asking him to sign her foot. And it was the most that. uncomfortable video I've ever seen. Because he was like trying to hold back, but he definitely was pretty into it. <laughs> Do you think Quentin Tarantino's circumcised? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, That's so what I love about you, Jerick. I, 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 I like some curveball questions. I, I love that this is not even that much of a curveball for faithful listeners of Lane Night. <laughs> several, several episodes ago, we had a discussion with your wonderful friend. Yes, Bobby Bray. Yes, we talked about the potential connection between circumcision and foot fetishes. What? We won't rehash this whole thing, but... Yes. Oh, my God. See, I had heard that it is one of the only, like, true, like, non-trauma-based fetishes. Because there's, like, weird connections that can happen in your brain where, like, you look at someone's feet and you feel like you're looking at someone's genitals. And you, like, you're rip-rearing. This is what we talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cortical homunculi. Cortical homunculi, Cortical baby. homunculi. They're yeah. just in there, just cranking them gears, those homunculus, and they're just like, yeah, you like feet, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think I've joked myself into a mild foot. I can't <laughs> no, I No, I remember exactly the exact moment that happened. We were watching Architectural Digest, and, oh Liv, and, and, and Liv Tyler was showing her home. It's a phenomenal YouTube video front to back, but like there was a moment there where her where toesy where 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 like, I just true, kept making true, insane true. clown posse jokes. But, like, after, I don't know, I want to say several years of doing that, it was like, well, 
I don't know. It kind of is about family, isn't it? How do Magnus work? <laughs> so Vernon lent me Cannery Row. Hey, did you read it? I have gotten about halfway through it. And the entire time, I couldn't stop thinking about you explaining why Insane Clown Posse <laughs> is about family. <laughs> and that that's why you love this book. What, what, what was the, yeah. Because it's just about some people in some hard times coming together. Yeah, and it's about family sometimes, <laughs> it's about you know? Family. Like, I was just, like, imagining all of these juggalos in, like, old school cannery, like, <laughs> no, dude, West I, Coast. I will, I will go podcast official and say, like, I believe in the concept of Insane Clown Posse. I just really like the idea of a community of, like, music lovers or whatever who will accept you no matter what. Can't believe I'm... Sorry. Go, this go is, off. Go yeah. off, King. Go off. Just here's Vernon ranting about Insane Clown Posse. I don't know, man. Like, the only thing you got to do to be an Insane Clown Posse fan is like Insane Clown Posse, and then you're a part of that family, man. Like, I don't think they should be registered as a gang by the FBI. <laughs> There's my controversial hot take about wow. the Insane Clown Posse. They are currently, like, seen by the FBI as a gang, and I don't think that's warranted. How much Fago have you consumed? I, I, I once wrote... A pretty long... I was unemployed at the time. Um, <laughs> but I wrote, really? a, I wrote a really long essay about, like, the meaning of being a juggalo and why I didn't hate that. Just, I don't know, whoop whoop, okay? Like... Have you ever put on the face paint? I did. <gasps> it was for a YouTube video uh, back when I worked at Maker Studios. But um, I played a juggalo. And you know what? Like... It felt really comfortable on my skin. Do you feel good? You yeah. felt good in that I felt, pain, I didn't felt, you? I, I, yeah. I felt a part of a superstructure, you know? Yeah, I bet you felt fucking good in that pain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, to this day, like, if I got an invite to, like, Cave and Rock, Illinois, to be at the gathering of the Juggalos, I think I would have a really fun time. Wait, why don't you just go? If yeah, that's your family. You fucking coward. Could you imagine me showing up at Cave in Rock, Illinois, like the, the Los Angeles hipster that I am? They would accept me. See? Yes. They would like just, they would, yeah. And they would offer me laughing gas recreationally. <laughs> it does it does remind me of when I invited you to my non-binary friends <laughs> 25th birthday. <laughs> I'm which 33. was <laughs> 25th birthday, oh, which was um, a bar mitzvah theme because they already had a bat mitzvah, and so they wanted to even it out. <laughs> and I invite Vernon, and I'm like, "You should dress up for a bar mitzvah." So everyone there is like dressed in middle school like clothing, and it's fun. And almost no, no, everyone okay, is no, queer. This, this is okay. Here, here's <laughs> the thing about that party that you invited me to. My internal dialogue when it was happening was like. All right, man, we're getting through the pandemic finally. Like, I'm finally comfortable enough to go out to places. Like, I can't slouch if someone asks me to dress up. Like, if, if <laughs> someone like it, like if someone invites me to go to a function, like I'm not going to slouch. That's what I learned during pandemic. Is that like you just got to show up? And you showed up, yeah, in yeah. a full suit. Yeah. <laughs> And like as the, probably the only man yeah. at the entire thing, yeah, and it was, it was like, so good. And you had like a foot on every single other person there, yeah, and it was okay, great. But, like me walking in from my perspective, like from my perspective, nobody was dressed up. I don't know. It was just like a bunch of like LA dudes, <laughs> and then and then me in my like fucking business casual blazer. Oh, you did so good because that's like how you would dress up for a bar mitzvah is like yeah. you put on your yeah, little suit bar mitzvah. and it doesn't fit very well. Yours fit very well, by Thank the way. You. you looked very hot. <laughs> but it was just fun to watch you then like just like bond with my weird tech trans girlfriends. Just be really uncomfortable the whole time. Just, just, just as an ally. 
too because I was overdressed. I love how you made that worse. Like there was no, it was clear what you were uncomfortable about. But the need need to clarify, God, Vernon, I think the thing is, is it doesn't matter if Brian is here or not. You do this to yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I, I think I have anxiety. I think you just really love the taste of foot in your mouth. <laughs> That's a Jesus callback, baby. Christ. Okay. Anyway, all of that build up. Drive 2011. Drive 2011, man. So on the flight back from New York, I tried to read my little books. I tried to draw my little pictures. And then the person next to me was watching Matrix Resurrection. And so I was going to watch Matrix Resurrection. But then I felt weird that they were almost done with the movie. And I was like, I'm not going to like put on the movie that they just watched. <laughs> that feels like weird. Would have been a lot better if you just leaned over and asked them to put on the closed captioning. <laughs> hey, can we share headphones real fast? Is that good? Is that good for you? I, w- I want to find out what happens. That's how I watched Solo, a Star Wars story twice. I, I, there was nothing else to watch. And so I watched it once. And then the person in front of me started watching it and I didn't have the audio. And I was like, yeah, it's about the same experience. God, this sucks. There is like a genre of movie of like, you should watch this on a plane. I really enjoyed uh, Ex Machina on a plane. <laughs> That's a good plane movie. So instead of Matrix Resurrection, I watched Drive 2011 because oh, I was like, great. this is a movie. A capital M movie that people, capital T, talk about. People talk. I've seen like some video essays. There's squares in it. Quadrants, there's, maybe. There's, <laughs> I love that. I exactly. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, um, actually, it represents when they're in the top quadrant. You know, it's the distance between the characters. Is that every frame of painting with uh, Tony? Probably. I, I think Jay? that might, might be every frame of painting. Honestly, it was fun to watch that every probably frame of painting and then watch it and just realize that none of that matters at all. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, they do some cool tracking shots. That's like, cool. They like tilt the camera. It's a fairly pretty movie. And then it's just kind of a white supremacist <laughs> Sigma male like bullshit. Where go like, off, go yeah. off. The one- finally, fucking finally. I'm so fucking sick of people talking about Drive 2011 like it's actually a good movie and not just a pile of dog shit. It's that, so bad. The reference was like, people see like, oh, they used a neon light. That's so yeah. cool. He has no chemistry with the female person. And it's like, oh yeah, her husband, who's a person of color who went to prison and he's trying to change his life. And like fucking Ryan Gosling is doing the same thing, but somehow he's the good guy. And then the Oscar Isaac is the failure of a father and it's just weird and then there's some weird Jewish stuff as well. Have you seen Only God Forgives? No. It's the movie that he made after Drive. It doubles down on all that, like quadruples down. There are just a variety of racial slurs used in new and exciting ways. But it's like, this is just a bad movie. You guys just like it because the light is blue sometimes. Like, and holy shit. A slur. People like yeah. men love it when you say a slur. Oh but my God, the weird. comment section on this episode is going to be so fucking <laughs> chef's kiss, baby. It's so weird when your two main characters are so Aryan and there's the weird like... <laughs> person of color impregnating the white lady that's a failure. It's so uncomfortable. And that's like the only narrative in it besides I'm going to drive a bit. I'm going to drive. Which, I don't know, promises made, promises kept. It really is. The He's just yeah. like, it's like, what do you do? He I drives. just drive a bit. He'll just drive around. <laughs> 
Im- imagine for a moment if they did not absolutely crush it on picking Kavinsky Night Call as like the big opening track for that. Can you imagine if they picked like a Bruce Springsteen song or something? Nobody would care about this movie. But instead it's the awesome synthy Night Call. Like that song rules. You could put that over like train crashes and I'd be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I I also don't get like the weird jacket thing. I'll go to bat for the jacket. That was a cool jacket. I wanted to do that for Halloween. I never did, but like I could Thank God. That's, that's why we're friends. That's where, why we're <laughs> well, still friends because you didn't do that it. I never bought the drive jacket. It's a cool jacket, sure, but it feels like if a dude silently stared at me in his weird scorpion jacket while I took my groceries in with my kid and then kind of <laughs> was just in my house a bit and also said nothing, I would not be happy. These people have never talked to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> These directors are like, this is how women think. If man is tall and handsome and says no words but is not awful to you, but not really nice either. He's just uh, yeah. there. Also, I love Christina Hendricks. We all love Mad Men and how great her acting is and also that she's gorgeous. But, you know, she's in that movie and exists just for you to hate Titty Woman and watch her head blow <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh my God, the gore. Yeah, I guess drive spoilers. Drive <laughs> 2011 listen, spoilers. There, there, hey, are, there are groups of people who are, are listening to this, the people who are really, at, really, <laughs> really you don't mad at us. <laughs> to, to not get drive spoilers. And then the other people who haven't seen it, and it's like, good, don't. It's not worth it. As a guy driving around Los Angeles in 2011, like, Drive was like a cool movie to come out and then drive around Los Angeles and be like, <laughs> yeah. City is my church. <laughs> <laughs> That's just all it is, though. Yeah. And like to like make all of the like framing, you know, every frame painting thing. It's like all of that has to amount to something, you know? It has to mean something that isn't just this milk toast. Who cares? Just who cares? It does have some like good historical footage of like pre-renovation Echo Park Lake. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We just did the jerk off motions. (laughs) You can't see that. I've lived in Los Angeles for like 15 years now. Seeing, like, Echo Park sort of, like, change over the years has been, like, I guess a really, like, interesting, I don't know, experience of just having a lived in place for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are and, you and, saying that the city is a character in the <laughs> movie? <laughs> yeah. No, one of, my, one of my earliest memories of Echo Park was I was in college and I was at a show at the Echo. It was the Happy Hollows playing. And the bassist for the Happy Hollows comes out on stage and he's like... Hey guys, just a heads up. Don't go into the alleyway because uh, I just got robbed in the alleyway. <laughs> oh my God. That was like 2009 Echo Park. And we're back. Thanks for listening to that ad from our sponsors. Uh, who sponsors? Is it Sleep Number? Cat Casper, uh, uh, Good Meal. Um, it's a mattress company that also sends you like daily affirmations. <laughs> and like if you good access to a therapist. I don't want that. Well, want- at the same time, providing you with a daily meal plan. (laughs) I want a mattress that like mocks me every Friday night that I don't fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, yeah, you fucking virgin. (laughs) That's It's it's the built-in alarm clock and then it sends you the meal plan according to whether or not you fucked. And so if you didn't fuck, they just send you oatmeal. (laughs) And like a small hand mirror so you can look at yourself while you eat it. You virgin. (laughs) Are you good? (laughs) Choked out so much water. No. (laughs) We will one day get to the podcast sponsor Monopoly. 
where all of them are the same product. It's yeah, yeah. like MeUndies that gets you therapy. <laughs> it's like, I'm noticing that your pH is a little off. Do you need me to order some special uh, boutique weed? Can we send a therapist to talk to you or just a bed? <laughs> Can we send a man with a gun to your location just to put you out of your misery? That's a very like fallout joke. Do you like how smoothly I'm transitioning oh. into making everybody talk about right, transitioning? The, the, the rest of this podcast will be Leighton screaming at us about Fallout, New Vegas. Yeah. I think the funny thing is that for friends and people who are on the Discord who can probably see me, <laughs> where like I get into a new game and then it's just every single day for 24 hours, it's Leighton's like Fallout, New Vegas. <laughs> One of my favorite things is coming back from a function and I get onto my warm down I, I, game yeah. and I just see Leighton is playing Civilization <laughs> 6. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Local bird mom who's playing Warhammer. <laughs> no, Warhammer Total War. Warhammer three. Total War. I, I do. I really do appreciate how much you talk about how much you hate video games, but you actually love video games. Yeah, it turns out I like video games and I like them too much, which is why I have to talk about how much I hate them and how they are bad. Was that thing that we were talking about? Like we feel unworthy to hate content because we actually like content. What you said was, I think our curse is that we actually like content and maybe that's the source of all the low self-esteem for we find ourselves unworthy to hate content. And then I said, there it is. None of us feel worthy of hating content and are all trying to prove otherwise. Hence, thing I'm not saying on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just waiting for some sweet anime Jesus to die for our sins. Quirked up shorties. So, we're so, we're so quirky. Shorties. The fucking, I really enjoy having you as a friend because you will periodically get obsessed with things that like I personally like do not wish to pursue at all. So you act as like this sort of like information dump so I can learn about something <laughs> that I like don't. Like, and, I, like and, and I want to be as harsh as possible. Because, because you get really annoying when you're <laughs> that, that I just, I don't know, man. I don't care about Fallout New Vegas, but like, I love seeing how excited you are about it. And I learn something when I listen to you. <laughs> what is that? That was a really good transition. <laughs> so yeah. anyways, Fallout New Vegas. Well. <laughs> Thank you. So Fallout New Vegas, over the weekend, I went to Aaron and Susie's and Susie made us really, really good soup. And Aaron was playing Fallout New Vegas and I was watching him play it. And I was like, oh shit, I've been meaning to play this game forever. This looks tight. And then I think Sunday I bought it and then... By Monday, I had spent probably like 20 of the previous 24 hours playing Fallout New Vegas. So it was a good game. Didn't that also come out in 2011? Um, No, 2010, I believe. Oh, okay. So I was trying to figure out like if Drive was informed by see, Fallout New see, Vegas or see. Fallout New Vegas was informed by Drive. Well, see, Fallout New <laughs> Vegas does the real Chad shit of nobody drives cars. You can't drive cars. Also, I, to be clear, I did not previously care about Fallout. I played Fallout 4 when it came out and that game sucks. I played maybe 40 hours of it and I was like, God, I hate everybody here. And I have to watch the ammo I collect? This sucks. It really feels like a game where all you can be is a cop. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's like, do you want to be with the cops with the big armor? Or do you want to be with the other cops or the other cops? Or like the nasty cops. Or the, like the nasty cops. Yeah. And then Fallout New Vegas is like totalitarianism, baby. What if you kill them all? <laughs> It's like nobody's a cop. You can't be a cop in that game. Even when you try, it's well, like, it's nope. Like, you know, the NCR is cops and then also Brotherhood of Steel cops and then Caesar's Legion, which is just... Mega cops. No, they're not mega cops. They're just like, yeah, fascism rules. What if we killed everybody and like crucified them in the streets? Yeah, mega cops. <laughs> How many hours have you put into Fallen New Vegas so far? Like four, 48 maybe. Okay, that's still like a good Christian number. Are you on one playthrough? I'm on one playthrough, yeah. Despite the amount of time that I have played, I am taking it quote-unquote slow. 
I am trying to not completely speed run through it. How many hours have you put into Cyberpunk? 360. How many hours have five? you put into Animal Crossing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? 950. Why do you know all these numbers off the top of your head? It's like a shame thing, right? Yeah, it's what? a shame thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, do you see yourself putting that amount of hours into Fallout that you did on those games? Buddy, I'm fucked. Yeah. yeah. If I could see cumulative, cumulatively the amount of time I've played like Skyrim, both on my Switch and my PS3, because I didn't realize that Fallout New Vegas is just like Skyrim. It's quirked up Skyrim. It's quirked up Skyrim, where if you are bisexual, you deal 10% more damage to everyone. <laughs> so also, it's just like genuinely an RPG. I just fucking love RPGs. You have so many options and you can be an evil monster if you want to. Like literally just did a quest where you go to a casino and it's like, what's going on in this casino? All these people are fucking weird, eyes wide shut freaks. Guess what? They're cannibals. Mm. Figure it out. You didn't do that in 2010. I was pushing the envelope, cannibals. Pushing the envelope. Drive didn't even come out until 2011. <laughs> yeah, so many cannibals Dri- in Drive. Drive 2011 invented cars, as we all know. <laughs> but you know, like this cowboy outside of the casino is like, I'm trying to kill this man. He's here. I want you to go kill him. And you're like, all right, sure, I'll go kill him. And then you go talk to him. And he's like, have you seen a kid in a white cowboy hat? And then if you want to be a dick, you can be like, yeah, I saw him in the bathhouse in a two-piece bikini. And he's like, don't you know what it's like to lose a son? <laughs> and it's 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 like a big old cow baron who came here and he can't find his son. And he's trying to make a deal. And then you got to find out about these disappearances. And it's like, oh shit, there's cannibals here. So you can do a variety of things where you can like, save the kid and get the dad out of there. You can help the cannibals kill the kid and get them to feed the kid to the rest of the people in the (laughs) casino. Like there's so many different things you can do. You can like drug the wine. You can kill the cook. You can bribe the cook. You can like psychoanalyze the cook into saying that his childhood is shit. And then he'll go hide in the pantry. And then you can replace the cannibal food with fake cannibal food and then out these fuckers in front of everybody. You can kill the son and then frame the dad for murder by taking the son's blood and putting it all around his room. And then like, you can get a robot to come arrest the dad and the robot will shoot the dad in the middle of the casino. This game's so fucking great. It does have some of the best like writing and branching halves of all of those games. And it's like Fallout 4 was just so gutted from yeah. all of that. It was such a disappointment. And even like Skyrim, it's just like, they don't got the huchpah that, that Fallout New Vegas has. It was just no. One of my favorites was the quest where you're like going through one of the vaults and you there's a voice that's talking to you. Is it the one where everyone's voting on who's going to die? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not that one. Oh shit. There's one where you open a door and it just turns out to be a rad roach that's been talking to you this whole time. And that was one of my faves. Oh my God. Or a plant. I forget. I can't well, quite forget. So there's a plant vault where it's like plants. And then there's like the rep contest site where the ghouls are trying to go to space. And you think that you've been talking to a ghoul on the intercom. And then it's just a normal guy who keeps being like, no, I'm a ghoul. <laughs> classic. Classic. Very good. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's New Vegas. I could keep going, but I don't know. Uh, New Vegas. Vegas um, I think when they were advertising the DLC was the first year that I went to E3. Wow. Does Follow New Vegas have DLC? Oh, yeah. Oh, because, right. Wait, yeah, yeah like, the I canyons. Were, like, I can't remember if they were advertising the DLC or if it was, like, Fallout New Vegas specifically, but I remember seeing, like, the big E3, like, uh, floor space that they had. And was such, a, like, a heartbreaking gear because, like, I'd spent my entire life, like, loving video games and reading GamePro and <laughs> with my, like, monthly subscription to Nintendo Power Magazine. And I finally, like, worked my way up to the big career position of faking your credentials on a blog website and then getting a press pass. 
And then, you know, I finally go to E3 and it is the year that is like the knee-jerk reaction from Sony and Microsoft to like the breakout success of the Wii. So like all they were pushing were like motion-controlled dance oh, games. No. So like, I'm like, oh man, I'm finally going to E3. This is great. Like, what am I going to see? And it's like, fucking just dance. <laughs> like, it, it is just dance. It is just, just dance. It, like, it, it, it is all just dance stuff. Like, I got to go back a couple times since then. I was kicked out on different fake press credentials. <laughs> that was cool. And then I got to go as like part of Hot Pepper Gaming. And I always wanted to do this gag. I'm so sad I never did it. But like I wanted to give like Hot Pepper Gaming Game of the Year awards. Um, like to, to like best in show at E3. And it was just us taping a habanero pepper to like their booth. And then walking away. Oh, That's the gag that'll haunt me. Like the one I never did about Hot Pepper Gaming. Well, yeah. nothing's stopping you from faking <laughs> press credentials up. and then putting like a biological weapon. <laughs> you know, get a Carolina Reaper. Uh, uh, should we uh, do like segments yeah. of the show? Yeah, some seggies. Let's do some seggies. Yeah, I love segs. It's time for the segment called What's Poppin'. The theme song goes here. Actually, no, like I... So I wanted to... Yeah, if you want to... Yeah. I really want to talk about... The music theory that went into Stop. this it's because really like, yeah, like it's really because like Stop I don't know, this. Brian's Stop. Brian's a guy like when you when you hear leave. I'm gonna leave I'm like gonna you hear my, Brian's soul in everything that he creates. I think most of all within in the in the popping it definitely takes a couple listens. You listen to it a couple times and then before you really like understand what the sort of like scale he's working on means and the minor keys and the major keys and it's just like yeah, like. And yet he's still able to do that. I really admire I just can taste it so good. What's popping? Fucking okay, yeah. uh, A plus, beautiful, um, and incredible. Let me see. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Uh, Vernon, what's poppin'? Oh shit, I don't, I don't like things. You didn't think about it. I, I honestly didn't. Are we not going to acknowledge that we're both wearing Channel Five shirts? Yeah, fuck it. My what's poppin' is Channel Five. Like, I hope everybody watches that. And Channel Five is like the only YouTuber that exists. Andrew Callahan. Um, I just think he's a neat dude. Say it. Now you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I just like, look, I, the way that I judge how I trust a man mm-hmm. is if I look at him and he looks like he would suck a girl dick. And Andrew <laughs> Callahan looks like he would suck a girl dick. Uh-huh. Like he just, he's got that and glint in his eyes. <laughs> glint in his and eyes. And not like in a chaser way. I just think if presented, he would do a little sloppy toppy. <laughs> I love how now we can never have him on this show. Like he would ever come on our show. I feel like that I'm really guaranteeing that he would come on the show and be like, yeah, no, yeah. Where can I line up for the sloppy time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I got like a full on parasocial relationship with Andrew Kelly. And I think he's so cool, man. I like watch interviews of him where, where he talks about like, oh yeah, I think most people are good. Like I gave you Cannery Row. It's one of my favorite books. 
I think John Steinbeck is really cool because the sort of perspective that he writes from is like a man who so badly wants to understand humans. And I think that there's something within Andrew Callahan's interviewing style that sort of suggests that same thing where like he truly loves humans and he wants to understand them. And I think that's like so much of the basis of Channel 5. I sound like an idiot right now, but like... No, you sound like, like a dub, stoner is dub, what you sound dub, like. www.archiveofourown.org slash r slash tag slash Andrew Callahan slash Vernon Shaw. No. <laughs> no. I love how you just no. assured that it will exist in the next week. Oops. What's your favorite episode of Channel 5? It's the Chet Hanks one. There's like another person like I've also developed a parasocial relationship with. And I, like I say that prefacing, like Chet Hanks has said some like real head ass shit over his career. <laughs> but I think that's like what endears him to me. Like one of my favorite Chet Hanks moments was when his uh, little brother, like one of the Hanks sons was doing an AMA on Reddit. And Chet Hanks responded like to tease his little brother with his own Reddit account. He's like, oh, fuck you, little bro. But because of that, everybody clicked on his username and found like public comments he's made on like r slash gone wild posts. Like, oh big. my God. <laughs> and, and like that, that, that's like how I was introduced to Chet Hanks. And I was like, I'm super in it for like the roller coaster at this point. You and I frequently talk about the moment in the Andrew Callahan Chet Hanks interview where Chet reveals that the only times he cries at movies is when he sees movies his dad's in. And what does that mean? There's there's so much to break down when someone says that out loud. I think about that every time I think about Tom Hanks. I just think about Chet Hanks watching his father Tom Hanks in a movie and that being the only time he can cry in a movie. Like he's also an anti-vaxxer. Like that's cool. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like he, white boy summer. Yeah, he did white boy summer. Like he got We, he, we like all he, contain multitudes. He, he will he will die on the like the Jamaican like patois conversation. Like he'll die on that hill. Okay, but Vernon, would he suck a girl? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I don't know, man. But what I will say about him is that like he is. I'm not joking. He is one of the reasons why I work out as much as I do. Uh, because yeah, but like Joe I, Rogan I, is also one of the reasons that you work out as much no! as you do. <laughs> oh God, sorry. Oh no, 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 no! Don't put this fucking evil on me, like guys. I'm just razzing him. He's, he's not. He's not a big Joe Rogan fan. He just loves DMT. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, like. Sorry, no, he's, I, he's I, not a big Joe Rogan fan. He doesn't like DMT. He just really likes Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so no, sorry. Um, I loved his work on news radio. He was just a great scene partner with Phil Hartman. But I will say, like, this was another one of those pandemic buys. But like, in my stupid boxing gym that I have in my. My, my stupid garage hangs a photo I bought on eBay of like Joe Rogan in his Got Milk era. But, but, but his like Got Milk Fear Factor era. So he's in a vat of chocolate milk that's like rising up and he has a little chocolate milk's mustache and like something about like, that I can't remember the slogan, but it had something to do with both fear and milk. And, and, <laughs> And, and, that, and that like and that hangs over my workout space to like to encourage me to work out more. But yeah, you have your motivational Joe Rogan. Did, <laughs> when you when you had a knife throwing board in your garage, as we threw knives at a certain point, Joe Rogan looked over us while we were doing that. But you never threw one at Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, no. You keep bringing things up that I feel like I have to explain. Like, pandemic was really Well, yeah, because it's funny because you get flustered when I'm like, ha Vernon likes Joe Rogan. He doesn't. He doesn't. He straight up doesn't. You just get uncomfortable. 
and then you start backpedaling, and then it's really funny. This is is why Brian does it. This is why Brian does it, man. But like, (laughs) Lane's gotten mad with Brian. Not a lot of good male role models for dudes these days. It's all Joe Rogan. I don't think that's really good for like the youth of America, or literally any other man in the world. I don't get like it's like you could just listen to anyone else. You could just go down the street and find someone who's building a shed. Yeah, but have you seen his sidekicks though? Like they're super powerful. The guy knows mixed martial arts. Right. Oh, sidekicks. <laughs> you said side. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, I thought you meant sidekicks. Oh. Like he's a fun little superhero. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought it was like the phone. What are you talking about? I won't get into particulars about this because I like I just don't want to have like the male role model conversation. It's touching. It's touching. It's like you genuinely see a lack of positive male role models. And I think you are bothered by it because you have your big focus on like family and supporting each other and like yeah, helping yeah, other yeah. people and being uh, self-sustaining. Like it clearly bothers you a lot, which is why it's funny <laughs> to imply that, that like you're a huge them. Rogan stan. Oh, man. But now like one of my favorite genres of dude is someone like who's so intelligent about one aspect of life that they're just like... I'm intelligent about the rest of it. And I don't know. I think Joe Rogan's really good at sidekicks. <laughs> Kicking a bag. He's really, really good at that. And I'm happy to hear his opinions on that and nothing else. <laughs> he's, he's good at kicking. So let's make him the cultural arbiter of the entire world. <laughs> He's so good at like holding bugs and stuff though, man. Like if his, if his podcast was just like him holding bugs... And being like, yeah, man, so I took DMT the other day and like, and just stop there. Stop there. Don't have other people on the show. Don't have your little pal Alex Jones on the show. Like, just fucking sit there and hold a bug for the love of God and we would all respect you more. God. Fuck. What else is popping? Uh, Leighton, what's popping? Uh, what's popping is Follow New Vegas. I don't know. Fuck it. I already oh. talked about it. It was good. All right. Uh, my what's Jerk, poppin'? what's popping? Jerk, what's popping? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's popping with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, like the aura that you put out was someone who wiggles their fingers and says, I don't mind if I do, like, don't mind if I do <laughs> before they like pick up a tiny <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> like, you've infected me with that because you, you always do that thing with your hand and you're like, mm, don't mind if I do. And now I do it. The social contagion of being a fancy little lad. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit him with that berries and cream shit. You got <laughs> Anyway, sorry. What's popping? What's popping with me? is one of my new favorite comedians, Melissa Villasenor. Hey! Uh, yeah, she's great. Love her. I love her podcast, too. Uh, laughing with myself. Well, she just, like, kind of, like, shoots the shit, but also workshops new bits. Hey! Uh, yeah, I love her. I really enjoy her, her impression work. Yeah, her impression work is really great. I think she just left SNL. She's a part of this, like, special class of comedians, like Maria Banford, where you just, like, don't actually know what their actual voice sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really <laughs> like Melissa Villasenor's natural voice. Whenever I think of her, all I can hear is Christina Aguilera. Her, her like Shakira impression is great. Right, right. I feel like I relate to a lot of Melissa Villasenor bits. Like she has one about her mom being her accountant. <laughs> and my mom is my accountant. So <laughs> I relate. I relate. So that's what's popping with me. Melissa Villasenor, anything Melissa Villasenor these days. Allison, what's popping? What's popping for me is the Amazon Paperwhite Kindle. Hey! Um, Now it's flush screen. (laughs) No, I got a Kindle and I love it. Actually, that's ironically not actually how I read this book. Um, But I read No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood. Yay! Leighton introduced me to Patricia Lockwood when we were living in Savannah because she also lived in Savannah. And she's just such a weirdo. This is one of my fondest Savannah memories of you and I going to go see her read poetry. And she 
made, I think in hindsight, I think maybe it was her husband. <laughs> but from her point of view, she just makes a guy kneel and hold her vodka and next him as she's doing the reading. Like she is incredible. She asked someone to come up and was like, hey, can someone take this cup from me? And the person comes up to like take it and put it away. And she just goes, no, 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 no. Stay here. Kneel. And then just continues reading Priest Daddy. And it's yeah. so good. And she's like a little like pixie cut, looks like kind of a mom, like a young mom. Yeah. It was very good. We got copies and she signed them and she drew a possum on mine. And what did she say to us? Something about us like dressing cute because we're in art school. I we, forget. Yeah, it was, we had cool outfits. We look cool. You know? I feel like that was one of the first times that we hung out. Like yeah, fully. I think it was the first time we actually went somewhere. And if you were not with me when we walked in and it was packed, I would have left. Like, I was so anxious. I think you told me that. And I like was yeah. like, no, it's cool. And then yeah. I just put on the like gregarious mode and I'm like, I'll do all of it. Yeah. It's fine. It was great. But yes, no one is talking about this. I listened to it on Libby app. Love the Libby app. I'm trying to collect all of the different major cities library cards, like Pokemon cards, so I can just get all of them books. Nerd. Um, Ooh, I just have DC and LA cowards. right now. <laughs> but yeah, I listened to it and the speaker, the reader was fine, but I had to put it on like 1.2 speed because it was just like a tiny bit too slow. It was yeah. weird because I'm like, it's kind of a book about hitting the internet. Yeah. I sobbed. I have never read a book that was just so gut-wrenching and like confusing and funny of just like me on a plane cackling to myself and making someone uncomfortable. It feels way too relatable as a millennial of just like <laughs> you're just on the internet and everything's bad. And I love the way that she talks about the internet kind of just like describing what you're seeing as you're scrolling. So it's just like lists of stuff. People who are not familiar with like her books like Priest Daddy or this might know her from her poetry, which is also amazing. But yeah, she writes that stuff like it is her poetry and it is fucking great. And then it's also, I don't know if you knew what sort of the bit of the book is that is so heartbreaking going into it, but I was like, ha funny internet book. <laughs> I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about the book. I was just like, oh, Patricia Lockwood. Great. And then it's like, cool. It's going to be like some like internet person doing stuff. And she's also very good at writing fake internet headlines. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. I couldn't tell what was like made up or not. But then it's just like, oh, her sister has a baby, but it's got a birth defect. So it's going to die in six months. And so they're like, we're going to love this baby so hard with everything in our body. She loses every sense of self from the internet to pour into this child. And I'm just like sobbing. Yeah, as a non-crier, I cried like a fucking baby at that book. And also Priest Daddy, which has less of like an explicitly heartbreaking thing. It's the same sort of thing I get when I read John Darnielle books, Ugh. where by the end of it, I'm just like, I don't know why I'm crying. It's <laughs> like the abstract concept of like a yearning for a connection to the world. Yes, of beauty. Capital B, beauty. Mm -hmm. Beauty in italics. I want to finish this What's Poppin' with one of the callbacks where they're at a diner with the kid and a little boy like turns around and like takes a photo of the child because it's got like a deformed head and you know looks kind of funky and she's talking about processing that and then later spoilers child dies she's thinking about that photo and yearning for the kid to have posted it online so that everyone can see the beauty of this child and there's just that like circle back of earnestness of coming back into the internet with this like heart full of love around everything that yeah. just felt really 
really nice, not just of like, I'm going to disconnect, but I'm going to come back better. Yeah. God, I I need to reread it because I read it right when it came out and I don't remember as much as I feel like I should from it. Mm. And you put it perfectly. Sorry to get real earnest on you. No, no earnesty allowed. Sorry, like I almost hit that perfectly with uh, asking you if, uh, but does she suck girl dick? <laughs> what Patricia Lockwood like, like suck I missed, girl dick? I, I missed that like really like fucking hit on the joke, but like just, <laughs> just wanted to say like I had that in the chamber ready to go. I don't know. I would see her walking around when I worked at Blick in Savannah and I would just be like, so. <laughs> <laughs> Very much married. Don't yes. know. Strip by it feels a little bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something interesting to me. I think if you are not straight, you see somebody that you really like and then you project everything onto them because it's like, well, I'm bisexual. I want this person to be bisexual because that's cool. And I see that happen so much and people do it to real people and celebrities all the time. And it bums me out because I completely understand the inclination and I do the exact same fucking thing. But it's also like, how much of this is you wanting the person that you like to be like you? It's like how I just think that every man that I meet is probably a girl. (laughs) And I just try to bully them enough into taking estrogen. (laughs) I was looking at Fallout New Vegas memes and there is a huge incidence of like trans girls liking Fallout New Vegas memes. And they have like the little pop-up you get when you get addicted to Psycho. And it's just like, you are now addicted to estrogen. (laughs) So there's three trans girl games that I know about. It's Destiny 2, for some reason... Because I was playing that for a while and it's just ripe with trans girls. Don't Mm. know why. It's Dark Souls, the original Dark Souls. Yes. Very trans girl game. Again, there's some theory around there, insurmountable thing, creating yourself, recreating yourself. Your body is decaying and you have to keep taking something to make it not do that. There's some stuff there. And then Fallout New Vegas for some reason. I think because it's just like the world's so weird that to be trans would be the most normal thing. It's be like the lowest tier of like what's going on here. Yeah. I think you explained it better than the long article that I read about it. But the memes are incredibly funny. Yeah, get Shreked, wrong article. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I was doing trusting (laughs) knowyourmeme.com. Not my dear beautiful friend. It's just like a link to like trans girls and pickles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, cool. So that's what was popping. We should do the final segment, which is called Peaches and Lemons. And we will do one peach each, I think, just because there's four of us and this doesn't need to be three more hours. And we will also all do a lemon. I don't know, theme song, fuck it, but... I'll go first. I'm my lemon. Do it. USB-A devices. (laughs) (laughs) Plugging them in. I feel like the only way to plug in a USB thing is to first insert it, remove it, go and back. Finally, it's correct. Yeah. No, go no. back. Yeah. It's not correct. <laughs> and one more time. And on the third time, which was the original try, it fits. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, my absolutely. lemon. Was there a specific like, use case for this happening recently? Yes. Last night when I oh, tried me. plugging in my USB devices. And, and- as an audiovisual guy, like that's like your thing. Like you got to do that a lot. Yeah, kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, you think you'd be a pro at it by this point. Yeah, what do you mean you so, don't instantly know when you pick it up if yeah. it's going to be on top of your bodies? <laughs> <laughs> 
It sounds like a, a, I don't know, Jarek, a poor workman blames his tools. <laughs> so what's that about? Watch, he's going to like cr- compress the shit out of you only your track. <laughs> You're messing with the podcast god here. With reverb that makes you sound like I'm in a cathedral. Yeah, it's making your like all your breathing heavier. <laughs> Turn off the gate on my mouth, Brett. <laughs> who's got? Who's got a, who's Don't make fun of the audio engineer. I'll go, I'll go next, uh, like as an apology. Sorry, Jake. I, I, I think I you're think fine. you're professional. The times I've gotten to work with you in my life have been oh. like true, true joys. Um, Suck up, <laughs> simp. My car's AC broke just in time for like the great LA heat wave that yeah. we just recently had. It was like a hundred degrees every day. Like I had to drive down to San Diego and all of my windows down, my poor dog in the back stopping halfway through like a one and a half hour drive to San Diego to like hydrate my dog and be like, (laughs) yeah, man, like I'd forgotten like how cool like car AC was, just like how neat of a concept that was. And then I took it into a dealership and they said that it would cost $2,000 to fix it. So now I'm going to find a different place. (laughs) Sounds like you should find a different car. Yeah. Oh, God. Is not an old car either, but like just as long as I've had it, it's just been plagued with what? air conditioning issues. Brandon, what kind of car is it? And also, what's your license plate? <laughs> oh, brother, I, I, dri- I drive a 2017. But no, yeah, that's my fucking petty grouse, right? Like, that's very good, very good. I think solving problems in my life, like I can very much relate to like Amnesia, The Dark Descent. <laughs> Have you ever played that game? Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, I was like, like a 14-year-old, I think. Yeah, right? But like the whole game, you're being chased by something and you're slowly going insane. The only way to like stop going crazy is by solving problems. <laughs> and, it's just life, man. <laughs> yeah. And I think about that all the time. It's like, man, like if I can take my car to a mechanic tomorrow morning, like that will turn down the volume of like the full volume Linkin Park song that's going on in my head all the time. Like that'll just turn it down just like one little notch. I actually know some cool startups that are trying to solve all those problems. So like if you have any extra money to invest, like they've got a ping pong table and the sleep <laughs> And they'll send me a bed. Do you, do yeah. you, do you, do you think that they have somewhere? some Herman, Herman Miller chairs? Oh, the old Herman Millers. I don't know. They're pretty comfy though. Allison is currently sitting on a Herman Miller chair. Herman, Herman Miller. Allison, what's your lemon? Um, my lemon is that I flew on Spirit Airlines. Oof. And oh, um, oof. it's like that could just be the lemon. Oh, no. um, but I flew way over in Dallas and then to DC because I was going for a wedding and then I went up to New York for my guest spot. But first flight, totally normal. Had to circle a bit because there was a thunderstorm, but they were like, do you want a drink? And I was like, oh, sure. And they're like, cool, it'll be $5. And I was like, like for a Coke? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, then I don't want a drink. And then in the second spirit There wasn't like a $5 asking charge? You don't get a free drink anymore. And I was like, that's fine. I didn't really care. It's just weird that you switched it up. I don't know. And then in the second spirit airlines, they didn't have running water. (laughs) They just had an X over the sink and a bunch of like little sani towels. And I was like, what? Like the most Spirit Airlines thing. Did the pilot invite you to like flap your hands really hard (laughs) on takeoff? (laughs) (laughs) They had to announce it too. They were like, there's no running water on this flight. So no coffee, tea or water. (laughs) Oh my God. So that was just weird. It was not really inconvenient, but it was just like, weird. 
It's sort of like the concept of not having running water. Yeah, it's like I'm paying money to fly through the air. I can't have a little Diet Coke while I'm at it. What the so, fuck? Oh, what? So it's illegal <laughs> to have a little sip, have a little beverage in my uh, my my tunnel that shouldn't be flying through the air? Doing what God forbade us? Huh? <laughs> so what? It's illegal to question God's might? <laughs> Yesterday, I was I was talking to my therapist and I referred to something that my body was doing as an aberration in the eyes of God. <laughs> a normal thing for me to say in therapy. And a couple of minutes later, after I was done monologuing, he was like, so I know you were saying that it was an aberration in the eyes of God facetiously, but... <laughs> like, I know we're all in on the bit. Yeah. My, uh, so God bless uh, him. Going off that story, uh, I was talking to my therapist and she stopped me in the middle of a conversation and she was like, you realize this is the third time you've called yourself a chump in this conversation, right? <laughs> Am I your therapist? Because I do that to you all the time. <laughs> yeah. Start oh, billing them. Bill them by the hour. You spend a couple days in New York and now you're already doing the New York talk, calling me a chump and then <laughs> I feel thinking like that I've, flying I've is an aberration. What would like the bimboification, but you becoming even more Northeastern over the time that I've known you? Because I feel like you're moving towards it. You just show <laughs> it, up with lobsters. Yeah. <laughs> I have lobsters, a bagel, and I'm pissed about something that <laughs> is like very not real. Shrimp season is not coming in this year. Shrimp season is not coming in. Snow crabs, they're out there. My boys are out on the out on the docks and they're waiting to get out there. But the storm's coming in, you know. They're fucking townies. Who's got a lemon, Layton? I have a lemon. I love waking up so early. It is so mm -mm, yummy. Love doing it. But lately, because I've been gaming too hard... I've been oversleeping and waking up. Like, I woke up at 11 a.m. today. Oh, that's gamer hours. Like a fucking chump. Like, I, <laughs> like who, what am I, 12? What is this? What am I, 17? It threw me off. I was so mad. What do you mean I don't get my extra, like, fucking six, five? I can't do math. Thank God Brian's not here. My extra, like, five hours to dick around during my day. Now I have to just, like, go do things. And I go into the store and I'm like, good morning. And they're like, it's new. <laughs> How early were you waking up? I'm like 6.37. Okay, cool. And what's your address? (laughs) 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 No! No! (laughs) No, not my address! Jerry, cut that out! Come on! Come on! All right, great. So we all did lemons. Now we will issue one peach each. And I'm going to burp, so that's why I'm talking like this. One one peach each, one peach, one peach each, one peach, one peach each, one peach, one peach each. I got a peach because Brian is uh, out of, I mean, dead. <laughs> Rest in peace, by the way. <laughs> because Brian's playing the great NSP show in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> um, Singing about God's butthole now. It's going to be really like fucked up looking back on this. And it's like, yeah, he really like played that keyboard until he came himself to death. (laughs) Yeah, I was telling Jory that I was planning on coming in here and acting like Brian had died. And he was like, it's going to be really awkward when he dies like next month. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I was around his child last night. So daddy's out of town. the worst way to say Yeah, yeah. Yeah, could you rephrase that really quickly? Just looking through the window. I was was in his child's area. (laughs) 60 feet away, 60 feet away. (laughs) All right, so Brian's dead. (laughs) Brian's dead, so I was babysitting his child and we were hanging out. She showed me like, 
I'm not exaggerating, at least 20 more things you didn't know about Breath of the Wild videos. That's so, I, so cute. I learned a lot about Breath of the Wild and the glitch and hacking community. Then we put together a little like papercraft haunted house thing and it was good. I, I just, I love that. So this is me picking up the mantle of Brian, who is dead, uh, <laughs> to talk about how great Audrey is, because Audrey is the greatest. We got pizza. She's just like a very snuggly child. She's just such a gamer. She kept like pausing the videos and then rewinding them to, to make sure I caught all of the tips and tricks. And it was like, did you hear it? It's this is it's the theme from Twilight Princess, but it's, it's faster this time. Did you hear it? Listen again. Cover one ear. It's easier to hear it if you cover one ear. Your friendship with this child has been like one of the most heartwarming things to experience from afar and to see like... You putting in like honest effort to like make sure that this kid grows up cool. Yeah, and it's really paying off because she doesn't have a dad anymore. You know that this is this is technically this was the long haul of Dream Daddy. Yeah, is this not Dream Daddy too, where you become the father figure to to like a poor orphaned child? <laughs> Dream Rest Daddy 2, Lady guys. Daddies. Oh my God. Yeah, there will be a Forbes article about that one. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. So that's- Latent gray in child's area. <laughs> uh, somebody else peach. Uh- I'll, I'll do a peach. Uh, okay, I'll go back a couple weeks and say that um, the last time that we all hung out, I had you guys over to my place for a Kino movie. Kino. Which is, what's the address of that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um the last time the four of us hung out in a room together i invited you guys over to my place to like watch stupid like cinema but with like an accent over the e of cinema like true film bro Some shit cinema? Some we watched um tarsum sings the fall 2006 it was first of all like a really really good hangout and i think like a, just a solid representation of me of just like inviting people over to my place and then sobbing at a movie can i say a thing yeah, yeah, yeah go for it this is like an earnest thought and it's mostly for Jarek and Vernon. But especially that moment, I have been wanting to integrate more men into my, like, queerness. There is so much exclusion of, like, rightfully so. This is, I'm going to get canceled for this, <laughs> of, like, straight cis men from the queer world. And I'm like, straight cis men need the queer world so goddamn bad. See, this so, is the intersection of your idea of men don't have any positive role models. And you're coming in and it's like, we're bridging the gap. I love this. This is community building. This jokes is- on you. They're all women. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just keep thinking about it. There's events where it's like, no men allowed. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. But, I, like, I but, like but, bullying but, men. I just like, I just, it's real special. And I feel like I've felt more comfortable in my gender from knowing you and Jarek. <laughs> was it the sobbing at an art house film? It was the like, sobbing was and like <laughs> holding your arm while you cried. <laughs> and, and while you profusely apologized for crying. And it's so interesting to me that you bring it up on this show because I feel like you and I have this in common, and I think maybe this is why we get along so well, is that both of us aggressively wear our shame on our sleeve. Yeah, yeah. But yours is more tied up in toxic masculinity than mine is. I'd go so far as to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It was, it was, I don't know. See, like, l- listen to his voice. He's doing it. Back in the corner and you're, you're doing your thing. I guess the reason why like watching that movie was so emotional for me was because like, when I first watched that film, like, I was just, like, this, like, 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid who I just wanted so badly to be a storyteller, like, entertain people, like, with the idea of telling stories. And, like, this was one of the first movies where I saw it. And then in The Fall is a movie about, like, the origin of ideas and, like, the reason why we tell stories. And it was really important to me then to figure out 
like why I like telling stories and to revisit it maybe like a decade later and then be able to compare what I was feeling then to what I feel now, which is like a lot of complicated feelings. I guess that's why I was sobbing uncontrollably in front of my friends while we watched Tarsem Sings the fall of 2006. I got to make sure that I got that year right. It was actually 2011. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that was that pre or post drive? Yeah, it was 2006. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drive drove so the fall could walk. <laughs> <laughs> That bit in the fall where Lee Pace was like coming along to Kavinsky was like really important yeah. to my upbringing as an artist. Why didn't I say drive drove so the fall could fall? But you know, it was so much better. Missed it. But all that has to say is that I like hanging out with you guys, and whether we're doing it on a podcast in exchange for money, which I'll take my check later, late, uh, right, right, or right, right. or yeah. or if we're just like hanging out watching like cool. Kino shit like listen wait until the end of the hanged. month to try to cash the check because like <laughs> I, we, we can't ha- we can't handle another check bouncing at the moment we are not very liquid at, at this time so um, yeah just if you wait till the, the end of the month that's the 31st not the 30th right 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 it's yes. really important that it's the 31st but yeah I don't know I like hanging out with you guys so this is the uh, this is always a joy for listeners at home so you know we <laughs> we <laughs> We knew that Brian was going to die. So <laughs> we did it. But we didn't have anything to do with his death. You this cannot hold us legally culpable for this. We were not involved. We all have alibis. We're all in on we it. We knew all it was right. going to happen, we but we chose to do nothing. <laughs> we got our story straight. Anyway, we got our story straight. And we were like, all right, shit, we got to figure out recording. So we need to turbo load a lot of like episodes with Brian. But shit, also, like, booking guests takes a while. So what do we do? We need a sub. And it was just like... We got three subs right here. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Wow. God. Oh, that's a good one. The friend group, like, hopscotch here. And I deeply appreciate making the friendship connects, like, here of, you know, we're college buddies. And now you live in Los Angeles. Languses. And what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> Jarek, what's your peach? Jarek, what's your peach? Um, oh, I got a peach. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't wiggle your fingers when you said that, but like if I closed my eyes, I would have imagined it. What's What's the guy on YouTube who's like the slightly older man who has that video that's just like, nice. <laughs> that guy, that's what that immediately made me think of. I am scoring my first feature film. Hell yeah, dude. It's my friend, Ben. Benjamin, as he is known professionally, I've known him since San Diego, and I've scored probably like all of his films except like two. And so now the feature that he shot and made, directed and wrote, it was from a short, turned into a feature. I had a song in his short, and now I'm composing his feature. Oh my God. Yeah. So you'll probably see that in Never. And <laughs> <laughs> like realistically, like a year or two from now. That's like the goal though, right? Like just yeah. making shit with your homies for the oh, rest yeah. of your life. Oh, absolutely. I probably will get paid like $5 from it, but that's okay. First feature. I'm yeah, excited dude, about baby's it. first feature. Sure. Look at you. We'll be there for that You're famous. You're famous. Allison, what's your peach? My peach is that I got to go to New York. My friend Lou was in New York doing a guest spot for a while. And they were like, you're going to D.C., you should come out to New York. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I can find a place. And then I just like DM'd a shop I really admire. And they were like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, 
And so I went and like met some artists that I've admired for like the last like two or three years and just like tattooed next to them and like hung out with them a little bit in the shop. Not like actually hang out, but like I was like, I mean, I had some conversations and I was like, you guys are real people. And that was nuts, insane that the people on the internet are real. And it's crazy. But I got to meet like some idols of mine, which was wow. kind of cool. That's awesome. And I guess now technically my peers to drag yes. them down to my level. Hey, 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 no, hey, no. hey, 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 did you decide on the name? We haven't. We have a lot of names. I won't even list a lot of them. Really? There were multiple what iterations. What was the, like, the, the easiest reject? So me and like six of our friends, it's only four people who are starting the shop, six of our friends, all put single words into a bucket and just pull them out. Oh. And the number of just the word MILF that we had to pull out <laughs> Oh, was a lot. Bucket. There were yeah, a couple yeah. of milfs in the in the bucket. Last we spoke about it, I keep thinking that Thicket is really cute. Thicket is cute. I really like Thicket. I really want to call it worm food because I think it's funny that we die. <laughs> Just kidding. It should be worm food. Worm food. I like worm cute. food. Like, think about the merch. It's the all merch. death and graves and worms. I'm actually fundamentally against the concept of merch, but thank you, Leighton, for like letting me say that. Listen, I'm your capitalism mama. I'm mm. here for you. <laughs> Gotta always be monetizing. Gotta always, always. <laughs> ABM. ABM. Learned that from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> always oh. be monetizing. But yeah, you can find me at Local Bird Mom on the Instagrams. Local Bird Mom. And we're opening that shop. It's still like in the works, but we will make some announcements. We've soft launched already. Um, a little soft launch. Classic LA move. A little soft launch of the podcast. Oh. Soft you going to do, do a little pop-up shop? You're going to do a little, little uh, pop-up? Little get some, pop-up? some, you some do exclusive pop-up? merch in there? You wanna... So we're going to have some food trucks. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's $17 and it's the worst corn dog you've ever had. But like, but it's like an elevated corn dog. It's like you get a little au jus in there and you get a little bit of a... <laughs> yeah, it's got birria and like um, some kimchi. So it's going to be really good. Uh, but yeah, my bookings are not open right now. But I have tattooed a number of people from the podcast. I have a, uh, an Allison tattoo. Mm. I meant fans of the podcast, not people from the podcast. It's really just you and oh, I'm Brian. A, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, we started that huge back piece on Brian. And I'm just really excited to like continue it's, it. Well, yeah, it's going to be tough posthumously, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I can... <laughs> dig up the body and just have at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we can just like not do the back. Like, you know, when you do embalming in-house, you don't have to do the whole thing. Yeah. You know, also, if you need to take the skin off and just use it as a canvas, you can also do that. Yeah, like a He'd be way down for that. (laughs) He would be down for that. You know what? I feel like if we decide to cremate (laughs) If we decide to cremate him, I feel like he would be happiest in a mayo jar. Like what? I, there, there's some. There's a merch idea. Just sell a sell a mayo jar with his ashes in it. It's going for two hundred bucks. <laughs> Anybody want it for like ten dollars? You should. You should make merch that's a mayo jar that says Brian's ashes with like a tape label. Why don't you like merch? You're so good at it. I'm so good at merch. It's my curse. I'm so good at all the things I hate. Yeah. Wait. Kids at home. Late night pop quiz, which is Bryant's least favorite brand of mayo. I don't remember which one it is, but whichever one it is. Was it QP? 
He's okay Who the QP. fuck's least favorite kind of mayo is Cupy? What kind of it would be asshole? Brian? <laughs> it would be Brian. Like a, no, like... I can't. Remember. He loves best foods, right? Yes. Okay. He, he's okay with Cupy. Well, oh, 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 oh! You know what we do? We uh, miracle whip. There we go. It's miracle, miracle whip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> miracle whip. All right. Well, closing words for Brian's wake here. Actually, the, the reveal the whole time is that like Brian has been dead on the floor during this recording. <laughs> <laughs> like we killed him ten minutes just before this. Hands down. Oh no. Here's here's my closing words. I just want to make sure that I like represented myself correctly about Chet Hanks. Like because <laughs> like we kind of like flew through that bit, but like I like I'm genuinely fascinated by that man. Like not from like, judging him as a good man or a bad man perspective at all. I think he's just a fascinating human being. And the big news in his life is that he's currently 365 days sober. And I think that's just like really, really cool for him. Okay, but now defend yourself against your enjoyment of Joe Rogan. (laughs) And also defend yourself against um, how Andrew Tate is good at boxing. (laughs) No, I'm I'm not even like I'm we like we don't Didn't have, you we just say to me that you thought about dressing as Andrew Tate for Halloween? <laughs> I love this because this sounds like something I made up to be mean to you, but it's a real thing that you said. <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, like uh, there's no video on this. Uh, uh, Vernon this podcast, is physically but, but, getting lower to the ground. Yeah, love to bully. Oh no, like since since I've since I've been on the internet, the rest of my hair has fallen out. Like I shave my head a lot, and I think as a bald dude, like it just opens up a different subset of Halloween costumes that you can do. One of them is Andrew Tate. The other is Johnny Sins. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. I think you can make an argument for like the, Mr. the Mr. Clean, Clean guy. Mr. Clean. Yeah, sure. Is yeah. He, do you think Mr. Clean sloppy topping? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Mr. Clean sucks girl dick <laughs> real hard. I actually had an oil painting professor who designed the gay Mr. Clean. <laughs> wow. Wait, isn't regular Mr. Clean gay? See, so, no, it's that Mr. Clean. But there it, was an it, old it, Mr. It's, clean. It's Mr. Clean. They rebranded him to have like a really juicy ass. <laughs> and abs and like an earring. Yeah. Oh my God. We need to take you to Claire's to get your ear pierced for your no. Mr. Clean gay cosplay. <laughs> Would it be funnier if we all got like fully of us digging a grave and oh like overlaid it and then just don't acknowledge it until the very end? Just at the end, just like crunch, yeah. crunch, crunch. But then it's Brian's voice. <laughs> Like, Whoa. <laughs> like, hey guys. <laughs> <We all scream>. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Great. Well, all right. That's podcasting. See you, fuckers. Zanku. Bye bye. Bye. Leighton Night is produced by Leighton Gray and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at Leighton at gmail.com. <laughs>